What's up, nerds? Welcome to another episode of The Bandwagon Fan. This is the show where we talk about all things pop culture and what we're into right now. I'm Josh. I'm AJ. And hey, we're back at it. Um, Just went to the movies. Mm. And I'm one of those people who loves movie trailers. I don't know how you love them. I, I like movie trailers, not as much as my wife. So I like movie trailers, but I will go find movie trailers like at home like, okay. like I, I follow like a bunch of like trailer pages on youtube oh, wow. so like so like on my youtube feed i'll see trailers for movies i go oh that's interesting and then i'll watch yeah. it you know what i mean okay see yeah. I, i'm i'm the opposite where i'm like the movie theater is like the prime spot for me to watch a movie trailer okay it's like it's just like a part of the the process okay but then also it's like i don't know like you, you get to see something like on, on a big screen rather than just on my phone so yeah. I, I always enjoy that. No, I, I agree. I think that's, um, I think also sometimes there are realistically trailers that you see in, like at the theater that you just wouldn't see normally. You know what I mean? Right, so right. That, that's also a part of it too. Yeah. And and so, and like, I'm one of those people where if I miss the trailers, like I'm going to enjoy the experience a little bit less. Mm. So I am, I'm that guy. I'm one of those weirdos, but hey. I get it. went to the movies today and okay. Two two trailers really stuck out to me. The first one was uh, the Blackening. Yes, I cannot wait for that movie, actually. dude. It looks really funny. It looks really really fun. I love the tagline: "We all can't die first. That's yeah. just marketing genius at its finest, right there. Yeah, I love that. And, and like for those who don't know, um, it's about a group of black people who go to this cabin in the woods, and then all of a sudden, someone's trying to kill them. And so this movie just play it's a comedy and it just plays in like all the like the horror movie tropes, um, specifically revolving around black people. And like whoever wrote I, I don't know who wrote it and directed, but whoever wrote it like is a genius. And I definitely want to go see it. Me too. We should we should do it. We should do it for an episode because okay. yeah, I think I think it's I think it's a funny premise. So I, I'm okay. excited. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's it's definitely the- like an, it's a, it's a, it definitely has like 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 shades of like Atlanta. Like a Donald Glover sense of humor thing, if, you're, if anyone's ever watched that show. So. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely, I'm down to, down to, to do that one. Um, and then the other one that really stuck out to me was a movie called Sisu. And okay. I, I had heard something about this before. I don't know where, but um, if you haven't seen the trailer yet, it's basically like an Inglorious Bastards, but it's about um, a Finnish man who, for whatever reason, he's just like the Finnish like action hero during world war two. And, you know, again, not all Germans were Nazis, but at the same time, it's like, it's kind of cathartic to see them get what they're <laughs> owed in a way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of weird because I'm like this scene, it, it has shades of things that I feel like we've seen before, yeah. but I think it's just being done in a very different way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, like it, it feels familiar, but it's also kind of a fresh take. Yeah. Um, and something else that that came up in the trailer was then they didn't give a lot of play to it. At, there's a scene where you see like this line of women all carrying machine some machine guns. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> so I was curious if like that's going to be like an actual part to the narrative or if that was just like a, 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 a one off like scene that's going to happen. Yeah, I, f- if, if, you know, I hate doing this because I hate. If I'm right, then I feel like I'm I'm gonna I would ruin the movie. But I feel like this is going to be something along the lines because the character is old. Yeah. And so yeah. I feel like something's gonna happen where he's gonna be at the bare minimum incapacitated, and the town 
that he's fighting for is going to end up essentially taking up arms in, in his stead as a way to say, like, you've defended us all your life. Let us do this. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Okay. Okay. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but <laughs> I'll still watch it. <laughs> okay. That, I was gonna ask, are you going to watch it? Yeah. So you are. I'm going to see it. Um, yeah. Listeners, if you're going to see it, let us know. Let us know if you want us to talk about it. We probably will. I mean, yeah, I think we talked about this before that like one of the things that about doing this podcast in the first place that I've really enjoyed is that it's, it is, I mean, me and you, we used to go to the theaters all the time. Uh-huh. Um, and so like, I don't know, at some point we just kind of stopped, I think because of like the Marvel litany of movies that was coming through <laughs> and it just kind of took the fun out of going to movies, but I don't know, man. This is a strong year for movies. This is a yeah. really strong year for movies. Well, and then there was that little little global incident that uh yeah we don't uh, talk about that. Down. Yeah, yeah, we don't talk about that. Yeah, we don't we don't uh, talk about that. And the other thing of note for this movie is it's produced by the same people who did the John Wick movies. Yeah, so that kind of gives you an inkling of of what to expect. It's it's going to be like a high octane action movie. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And speaking of John Wick, speaking of John Wick, that, ladies and gentlemen and people, is what we're here for is Juan yeah. Wick. Juan, Juan Wick, the uh, the Mexican uh, assassin. That could be that could be another one, actually. Could be another. I, could be another. I, I would branch. watch that. Yeah, that would watch good. that. Uh, yeah, we I think. Did we see the first one at the same? I don't remember. It's been such a long time. I know time time just yeah. blurs all together especially with a, a, a franchise like this it's like it kind of blurs together yeah and, and, and like i mean same thing with like the marvel movies it's like and i'm notorious for not remembering who i've seen movies with i i will be watching yeah. a movie with somebody at home turn to the person next to me and be like hey did you ever see this and they saw like, it no. with me in the theaters yeah no i i 100 agree and i think so this movie came out the first one came out in 2014 Wow, um, I know, right? And and I and I think about that, and I'm like, I I vaguely remember not wanting to see this in theaters because it just it felt generic. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it didn't feel different. And it was only until after it had come out that people were like, "Oh, this is really good. This is really really good." And I'm like, "All right, I got to check it out." You know what I mean? I, I was I was in the same boat. I was like, "Oh, okay, like this is like generic Matrix, like yeah, or like or like Crank." It reminded yes. me a lot of Crank. If you remember yeah. Crank with Jason Statham, like I was like, okay, this is just like more tamed. Or I thought it was. Well, Crank is pretty unhinged, to be honest yeah. with you. But I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought it was like maybe more tamed Crank. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, here we are, the fourth movie. Yeah. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, typically, I think we've started with the things that we liked. Yeah. Let, let, let's start with that. Um, you want me to start? You gonna start? I'm gonna start. Uh, I'll I'll start. Okay, you started off. You started I brought off. this upon us, so I'll All start. Right. Fair enough, fair enough. First thing I liked was seeing different places around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just cool seeing like the different types of assassins and the different like types of hotels. Uh, I, I wanted to see more, but like what we got was pretty cool. The the Japanese like continental. Uh, that was awesome. That was super that cool. Was, that was awesome. That was really awesome. Yeah. I'll, I'll, all those like as Japanese assassin guys were super cool, like the sumo wrestlers and all that. It it, it was fun. It was cool. Um, it kind of it gives like those old school martial art movie vibes. Um, so like I, I enjoyed like that aspect. Um, and, and then to divert slightly away, um, 
like you get to see like different aspects of this world and so they introduced a, a new character the tracker and yes. so I, I kind of i throw that in the category of like new people new places uh, this is a new type of character that I don't think we've seen before in the other movies. No. And if we have, I forgot, but I did enjoy his presence and like what his dynamic brought to the movie. Um, yeah, I also had put down that I really like the settings. I think the settings of these John Wick movies are probably the, the highlight because they it feels like they never run out of creative ways to to put John Wick in these fight scenarios. I mean, there's a scene in the movie where he's fighting in a club. And I think John Wick 2, I want to say 2, whichever one had Ruby Rose in it. I think that's John Wick 2. Um, had a similar scene where he's fighting in a club, but the way this one was done felt so different, right? Like, literally, the, I think that club was like a more European club. Uh, this one was more like uh, like a Romanian type of, I think it was like Germany or Berlin or something like that. Belgium Germany, something, yeah. Something yeah. like that, right? So it, it, I don't know. It was just a different vibe. It's It was pretty cool to see like they, it's still a club, but it's it felt different. Um, I did take a little issue with like, you know, man's straight up assassinating people on the dance floor. And people are just still dancing. I'm like, no one's stopping. No one's going <laughs> to yeah. get out of the way. I mean, I'm out the door. If I see someone get headshotted <laughs> at a club, I'm out the door. That's that's it for me. That's it for my night. Um, but I also put the settings. I mean, like going to France, that was awesome. Uh, I mean, even the beginning of the movie started like in the desert of like, yeah. I don't know, some like <laughs> I think it Arabic was country. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Like, I mean, just the, where they film these movies is always impressive. Uh, so I think that's always going to be the best part. That, and and they, they do the locations homage, right? It's not like um, like when movies like, I don't know, it's like a meme, like whenever they show a movie in like South, South America or like Mexico and it's in this like sepia tone or something like, mm-hmm. like they, do, they do it justice and it doesn't feel typical, right? If that makes any sense. So yeah, like stereotypical. Like yeah, stereotypical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and then to to continue with that, like the uh, locations, super cool. Yeah. Um, there's not a whole lot of plot to these movies, so like you need <laughs> something to supplement that. So locations helps. Um, to me, another thing is some of the supporting cast mm. really really help carry these movies. Uh, and this one, Bill Skarsgård. I mean, the, the Skarsgård family, it, it's kind of ridiculous I mean, how a, talented they all are. It's a super talented family. It's crazy. Yeah. And, yeah. and um, is it Bill? Bill's in this one, Bill. right? Bill, it's Bill um, Skarsgård who played it, who played uh, the clown. Pennywise. Pennywise. Yeah. So yeah. Gonna, people aren't aware like that is Pennywise the clown. Mm-hmm. Um, so like he like he is perfect for playing a villain and like a, an unhinged, scary villain. Oh, I, I would love to see him in a good guy role one day, but he he, he does good with the villains. Uh, Lance Riddick, R.I.P. Um, R.I.P. He that was really that was even sadder. That was even I was like, yo, this is crazy because he really died. Right, and yeah. so his death scene was. Well, I'll get into that later, but like his presence in these movies added the sort of like classiness and like gravitas to, to Profe- the films. Professionalism. Yeah, like he, like he, he has like a regalness to him, really. Like I, yeah. like I, I could have seen him in like a, a different movie playing like a king or something. Like he R. just R. has like a strong presence and R. yeah. I, and I just want to, I, I just want to take a second to say like I, I'm a huge Destiny player. Losing Commander Zavala is a heartbreaking thing. Um, so heartbreaking. I've been hearing this man speak to me through my headsets for almost ten years. It's just like it's just wild uh-huh. to think about. So. 
Yeah. Really sad. Really sad. Yeah, gone, gone way too soon. Way and too soon. I, in hindsight, I'm curious if they would have handled that a little bit differently. Yeah, um, I think they would have honestly. Some sort of like reshoots, post production type of thing, but because it happened the week, the week of uh, the premiere, the premiere thing. I think wow. it happened like the week of, so yeah, not a lot of time to change anything, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, a real sad loss for that, but his his presence in these movies uh, added a lot for me, especially. Um, yeah. Donnie Yen is in this one. I always love seeing him. The legend. Donnie yeah. Yes. If you don't, if people don't know, go see uh, it. Man, man. IP yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, it's it's based loosely off of the man who trained Bruce Lee. Yeah. It, it, and it's it's really cool. It's he awesome. He also played the uh, the blind force user guy in uh, Rogue One. Yes, he did. So yeah, seeing him in this again, playing in a blind guy again, it was interesting. But it was it was different. Him. It was a different type of blind guy um and you know i guess we could just talk about it real quick like you know his blindness wasn't in you know in rogue one you know it's like a, a devout person who even though was born with this affliction etc 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 right this one he willingly gave up his eyes yeah so he could he used to be able to see and gave up his eyes and i think that was part of the stuff. Like, I think what one of the likes about this movie that I put down is I love the way John Wick does lore. Um, it is not done in a. It, it, it there's a lot of subtlety with with the way yeah, the, the show don't you know tell. I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the show don't tell. Like a lot of subtlety with the way they do lore building, and I feel like that's what that's what's going to make the other spinoffs work. You know what I mean? Because we always get just morsels of the bigger picture. Um, and so, like, one of the things I love is that when he's talking to Mr. Nobody um, and he's basically telling him, like, you know, Mr. Nobody's like, oh, you chose to be blind. And he's like, he's like, yeah, that's the price. That's the price that I paid. And that's a small price in comparison. Like, that is something so, so something so simple and so subtle, but yet so profound, right? How can you be an assassin and be blind? That should tell you how... <laughs> That should tell you how lethal he is as an assassin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like that's crazy. So I love that. I love Donnie Yen in this role. It was awesome. Yeah. And, and, and like with his performance in this, I I had I don't know if I'm right about this, but his his combat style reminded me of like the drunken uh, yes. fight style. Yes, I, I, I said the same thing. That's what they were going for. I said the same thing. It's it, it's it's very unpredictable, and I think that's the intention, right? Because he's blind. He can't. He cannot size you up so he has to throw you off by almost like the calculated throwing of his body you know what i mean he's not daredevil where he can hear things um you know you know basically see without being able to see and i thought that was clever you know because he ha he has to constantly engage in close quarters combat like he has no choice um so yeah it was awesome yeah and, and like speaking of the close quarters combat like the, these movies thrive on choreography, like fight choreography uh, mm -hmm. and stunt performers. Mm -hmm. uh, the, it, these movies really give those people a chance to shine. And, and it's just a good reminder that like a lot of the action movies we enjoy talking to you, MCU would not be possible without stunt performers. Oh yeah. And, and, and this is me getting on my soapbox saying like they need more appreciation because a, a, a lot of Hollywood actors that play like, these big action heroes would be nothing without the people who actually perform the stunts. And, and th that's also to give credit to somebody like Keanu Reeves, who like puts in the training um, to, to take on a role like this. Like he does the, the firearms training. He does the, 
combat training. And and I heard recently how he's actually had to in, he had to increase the hours of training on this movie because yeah. like, he's like he's like fifty years old. Yeah, and like they were like, yeah, like he needs to train more because like he's getting older. Well, I think I think Keanu knows this. He gifted his uh, stuntmen uh, Rolex Rolexes. Oh yeah, uh, that said like uh, I think it said like the John Wick Five or something like that, which is pretty. Oh cool. wow. Yeah, so he gifted them Rolexes, which is pretty dope. I mean, I think he, I think he knows that what you just said, and I think he really appreciates it because some of these scenes, I also put down one of my likes with the choreo- was the choreography. Um, chore- choreography is crazy. It's crazy in this movie. Um, there's a scene near the end where uh senor wick is fighting upstairs and then he gets to the top of these infamous stairs it's like a thousand stairs or a thousand steps um i can't even do a thousand steps on a stepmaster let alone while fighting for my damn life right (laughs) so he goes up and then he gets kicked all the way down i was like listen if that was me i am laying there i am accepting my death at this moment, it's over for me. There's no point. I'm not going to get back up. I can't. I don't have the energy. I was exhausted for him. Yeah. I'm like, There's no way. There's no way. My my fat ass is on the ground, just accepting my fate. There's no way. Yeah, two, it's exhausting. Two things about that scene. One, I would love to see the behind the scenes. I'm curious, like, what portion of it Keanu did. Like, if they were just like, all right, the last three steps, you're on. Right, I, I, like there's no way he did. No, like, even even half of that scene, Painful. and if he if he did even like an eighth of it, props to him because that's scary. Yeah, like I also, <laughs> I was trying not to laugh because it reminded me of that scene from oh I'm blinking on the movie with uh Andy Samberg. Oh, hot rod. Uh, hot rod. Yeah, he's falling down the mountain. That's what came to mind, and I like started laughing. <laughs> I was like, "What is wrong with me?" Yeah, yeah. That I mean, I laughed. I laughed not because it was like funny, and I think that's what it was going for, honestly. But it was like it was just like, no, there's no way. Like it's like I spent the last what six hours running and fighting. There's no way. Like there's no. Wait, it's it. Like that that's it for me. Like I I'm yeah. not gonna make it. Just put a bullet in me now. Like it's over. Uh, it's I do a- I, I do have to note, uh, by the way, uh we can get into our dislikes. I do have to note that um you were talking about earlier when we started that like, you know, you forget often when you know who you've watched these movies with. And I think I've watched each John Wick with a different person, but I do remember explicitly I've watched the first one with my wife, Daniela. And so she didn't watch two or three. And so you should have seen the look on her face in the beginning of the movie when they're, when they're fighting and they're using the Kevlar uh, uh. jackets. She was like, what is happening? She's like, how? How are they doing that? I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that's, that's Kevlar. And she was like, yeah. like you know, they're like, they're like Wonder Woman, like the bullets, you know, like deflecting with their arms and stuff. And she was like, she was like, are they superheroes? Like. What did I miss between these two movies? No, that's a good point because I saw this one with Wendy and she, I, I totally blanked on this, that she hasn't seen any of them. Oh, and so, wow. Like a few minutes into the movie, she's like, are their suits bulletproof? <laughs> I was like, yeah, about I, I, that. Had to, I had to explain that to Daniela as well. I was like, yeah, it's it's Kevlar. I'm like, they're not, they're not superheroes. They're, they're... And like the, the other thing is like these movies are brutal. Yeah. And Wendy is very 
squeamish. squeamish. Oh so, man, like, I felt so bad. But you know what? She did it. Like she, hey, she made it through the movie. But that yeah, scene, that scene when Akira Akira is climbing the steps, stabbing that dude. I was like, sheesh, that is graphic. Oh um, yes, yeah, yeah. That was that was like that's that's pretty graphic. That's pretty graphic. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so uh, let, let's transition dislikes. into like yeah, let's transition to things we d- we didn't like. Um, I think we just have to call it. Call it what it is. The plot, man, is just like there isn't one. <laughs> I, look, man, like look, it's like I get a video it. Game. it. Yeah, it's like a video game. Like I get it. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to shit on them. I get it. You know what I mean? Like it is what it is. But the plot, it, it makes no sense. It, it makes no sense. I don't understand if he's supposed to be excommunicado. There's only so much you can do before you just have to either say, forget it, just let him live his life, or, you know, send the whole army. And, like, also, like, these people don't know who he is. Like, if I saw, if I'm an assassin, right, I'm a, I'm a young, budding assassin. I see John Wick's name on a sheet. I'm like, F that. F yeah. that. Like, that is absolutely I'm going in, not. I'm going in sick there is no amount of money, and also the, the money. Like, yo, if you really want someone to take this seriously, you you got to put up some big bucks. We got to get into the hundreds. Yeah, maybe no, you know, good point. Maybe, like, maybe the, the, yeah. I mean, we got to get up there in the price. Like, you you could make more money like joining the NFL or something, or something. Like, you got to give me more of a reason. I mean, twenty five million <laughs> to die. I mean, that nah, nah. Absolutely not. I'm not dying. I'm not. I need to see my wife tomorrow. Like, there's no. Like, I'll just do like a 10k contract and call it a night. Like that. That's fine for me. If I see John Wick's name, I'm saying f that noise. There's no way. There's homie was fighting at the at the roundabout in France for like seven hours. I mean, at some point, you just gotta say there's. It's just not in the cards. Like, I'm not gonna get there. You know I'd be I mean? like, I'd be like, you know what? Roundabouts are confusing. I got lost. Like, I couldn't find them. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, think about the context of being like, I'm in my car. I hear the radio. They're telling me where he is, and I drive there to see this man without doors in a car, Tokyo drifting, picking <laughs> up a gun. I'm, I'm driving away. <laughs> Josh, I'm not getting involved. This is a different type of fight. I can't. I'm not equipped. Yeah. I'm not equipped. Yeah. Um, well, and, and that kind of like leads me into the other thing that I disliked. And you, you talked about this earlier where when they're at that weird German dance club. Yeah. Everyone's kind of just doing their own thing. And like, like there's literally battle axes being embedded in people's heads. Yeah. And everyone's just like dancing away. I don't like whatever drug they're on must be yeah. strong. Well, it can't be them because even when they were in France and they're, they're fighting in the roundabout, I'm like, why aren't cars stopping? Yeah. Right. right. Stop. Like. Josh, the, 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 the amount of traffic would be astronomical. There would be people stopping when they see a man getting hit by a car, getting up, and then start shooting somebody else. I, I would stop my car. At the bare minimum, I would just say, you know what? Let's let this play out. I'm going to just, I'm just, I'm gonna just stay over my, my here. Own business, yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. come on, man. That's crazy. The, the plot's ridiculous. The plot's well, ridiculous. Right. Well, and then, like, the other thing, like, attached to that. Do people in the rest of the world know about this stuff happening? Because again, like they're all acting like normal, like it's they just drive on by or keep dancing. <laughs> Whereas, like in the first it's few the movies, they they were like super, like the, all the assassins are being like super secretive. 
they literally blow up a building in New York City in this one. Okay, that city, that city yeah. that historically has a rather bad the, reputation. I said the same thing. I was like, blown up. Oh my god! I said the same thing. I was like, oh, that's a little weird. That's a little weird. <laughs> well, and, and then later on, they show the Continental New York, and yeah. like it's roped off, but there's nobody there. Yeah, I was like, there's no uh, police, there's no civilians, no reporters. I was like, yo, if this happened in New York. People would lose their minds. That's a good point because they don't know what this building is. Right. So they don't, they, you know what I mean? They don't even know what this is. So it just blows up. Yeah. And then no everyone one asks questions. No one. Just, yeah. Uh. So, which tells me either one, like that part of the story, like they didn't put too much thought into or the rest of the world, like kind of just turns a blind eye. But for some reason, the other movies, they were all being hush hush about it. I don't know. That, that part. Well, yeah. That, that segues me into the second biggest issue I have with this movie is the plot armor. And I feel, I don't mind plot armor. Sometimes it's just, you know, not everything can be Game of Thrones. I, I get it. Like, sometimes you just, you know, you just need a little bit of luck, and that's fine. However, we are now technically five movies in, right? Because the movie Nobody, I think, is part of the John Wick universe. Is um, it really? I, I was wondering I, about that. I, I'm pretty sure it is. I haven't seen that uh, movie. I you know, it, he's not directly here, but he's, I think he's part of the same. He's like I remember part correctly. of the assassin world. Yeah. yeah. I was, okay. I was wondering about that when that movie came out. And then yeah. also because the tracker in this movie mm-hmm. calls himself nobody. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, like, is that supposed to be like a link between the two? Yeah. That, yeah. I don't know. which is cool. Which is which cool. Is cool. Like, and that's cool. You know what I mean? But, um, I think, I think like, okay. So, and they're, they're going to make more, you know, Bella de Armas, I believe is going to be the ballerina which is another John Wicky, you know, John Wick universe movie. Um, so, you know, I, I get it. Like, you, you, it's fine. It's not a big deal, you, you know, whatever. But then I'm like, okay, well, we're four movies in, five movies in, whatever. And, like, it just so happened there's this super obscure rule where you can, like, challenge this person to, like, fight. And in my mind, I'm like, why are we hearing about this now? Why now? Why, why wasn't right. this de facto move from the second movie like this would have been the first thing i saw not losing my finger in the process like right I, I mean, that that's crazy like that's the amount of plot armor in these movies are just like okay i get it you're trying to like build up to something um but it's, it just always kind of seems like like the first one i did such a did such a good job i think because the story was was kind of relatable like it wasn't a complex yeah. story. it was very relatable and he was a boogeyman and at this point, he's virtual mythical at this point. You know what I mean? Like he's he's, no, he's, he's got like the, the unkillable cheat code on right now. Yeah, it's essentially. I mean, I mean, he got hit by a car. He's got shot in the chest and the in the, in the shoulder and the, in the, in the gut. of a building from like the third building. floor. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I mean, this at the bare minimum, he's this man is concussed. This man is at the bare minimum. He is he is fighting <laughs> through a concussion through like the second half of the movie. Um, so the plot armor it gets a little ridiculous in this movie specifically. Um, what about you? Was there was there anything else before my last one? Yeah, I had one that actually that was attached to what you were just saying, and I have a goldfish brain, so I totally forgot what I was well, about to I'll, say. Then I'll, I'll I'll tell you my last one. Maybe I'll oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. my last one uh, was I I I honestly I felt like some of the fight scenes went too long. Hundred percent, one hundred percent. I felt like some of the fight scenes. I'm like, oh my god, we're still here. Like, yes. How many? Like, and like, it goes back to the thing I'm saying. I was like, 
at some point, some of these people have to be like, let me stop. Let me just not engage because th- it's it's the it's the definition of insanity, right? You know, you, you do the same thing over and over again and expect this, a different result. I'm like, I would just stop. I would just go home. Like, <laughs> I, I I lost them. I didn't. I don't know what happened to them. At least I'm here to fight another day. Why are people still running up to this man? Number one and doing it solo. Yeah, that's the part yeah. that kills me, Josh. Solo? You just saw this man. You just saw this man assassinate people, and you were like, "I got this." Like, there's no amount of confidence in this world that way. After seeing a, a litany of dead bodies in a room, that would make me go, "Huh, I got this." There's, there's no way. There's no way. Oh God. Yeah, it takes you out of it. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. You were saying how the first movie is a lot more relatable, and it yeah. totally is. I was explaining yeah. to Wendy really quickly the plot of the first movie. Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, like it's it's really sad. Like you know, you can you can you can feel for him." And then as the movie progresses, you're like, well, "This is kind of his fault now. Like I don't feel as bad." Mm. And then by the time we get to this one, I'm like, "This is just a bunch of rich people like shooting each other and blowing things up." Because if you think about it, the amount of money it takes to own all those weapons. To have all the ammunition, all those like there's billions of dollars flying around in this movie. And so yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't really care. Like, not my problem. Well, and I also think that at this point, one of the parts that I did enjoy a lot, in my opinion, was Akira. I thought her character was great. Super cool. Um, super cool character. And she made a very I'm, I'm I'm paraphrasing here, but she made a point that's saying that it's not fair that you break the rules and are trying to avoid the consequence. Mm-hmm. And it's a very poignant point that I think lasts throughout the whole movie that he, she's right. It's not fair. Like, he did break the rules. Like, you can argue he had a justified reason to, but it doesn't change the fact that their whole world order is structured by rules. And he broke them and willingly is actively trying to escape the responsibility of breaking those rules, which I agree with her. It's not fair. A lot of people have died as the consequence of his actions in, yeah. in this John Wick world. And what is he fighting for at this point in the movie? It, it is kind of selfish at this point. Like the first one, we understood. Hey, man, that's my dog. And that's my dog that belonged to my wife. That's the only connection I had with her. You know what I mean? Like we understood. This one, I'm like, bro, you got to give it up. It's over. Like, <laughs> you got to give it up, man. Like, what else are you fighting for? You know? Uh, no, 100%. And, like, we're in the fourth movie. So it's like, w- like, why why are we here at this point? Right. And, and that goes into my last dislike. This movie was way too long. It was, it was almost way three long. hours. Way and, too long. And granted, like, when they introduced the idea of the duel, the plot picks up a little bit. So, like, mm-hmm. it helped me to re-engage. The, fir- the first part of the movie was cool but like the it was hard act. for me it was hard the for me to second, engage the, the second act took way too long right the second and, act took way too long and it's like dude like no responsible adult has this much time to kill to go see like oh and it's not just this movie like there's like so many movies out right now like i don't have I time know. to see all these like it's shorten tough. them it is tough it is we, tough. We, we we talked about this with creed like concise storytelling pays yeah. off and it, it creates off. something good yeah, so that, and, that's and yeah. it's more enjoyable, especially when I mean, like I said, that the fight, the fight scene in France. I'm like, damn, bro, like we're still here, we're still in the streets, like, bro, take an Uber, bro, like, what do you like? What is this? Like, just 
Come on, man. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, least favorite scene? Least favorite scene. Uh, oh, yeah, I did write that down. Least favorite scene was. Uh, so for me. Oh, yeah. What it was, was your least favorite scene? Uh, Shimazu's death. Or Shimazu. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, and I, the actor's name is escaping me right now. So but like. Raid. He's yeah, he's one of those ones. Uh, oh, I can't. I don't even hero hero Yuki was, Sonata. Yeah, um, he's one of those actors where it's like I really like him, but I can't remember the name off my top of my head. And so it's like Hollywood, like let's use him a little bit more so he becomes a like more. a name you just know. Yeah. Um, and so like his death, it kind of felt pointless. It's like, dude, you lost the fight. It, like, it wasn't. It wasn't I, pointless. It wasn't okay. Pointless. And I was hoping because like as it was happening, I was like. I bet you AJ could explain this to me. I'm going to defend the point. So prior to this scene, Winston was brought before, well, I forgot what they call Bill Starsgard's character. Um, uh, Prior to the scene, they brought him there and uh, the Bill Starsgard's character kills um, uh, not Winston, but um, uh, the concierge concierge kills him. And Akira is, is his concierge so the reason he committed suicide it, it's it is kind of deeply rooted in like japanese culture of like that honorable suicide thing is that right. he knew that he couldn't live and they both stay alive so if that does it make sense like like he yeah knew, like them them both staying alive they would just chase them as much as they chase john so they if, broke he, the if he dies, his daughter lives. They'll, they'll, this if is he the dies, they'll leave his daughter alone. Okay. So that's what he meant when he said, that's when he meant that he says, like, I'm saving her. I'm trying to save her life. That's what he meant by that. Okay. Yeah. Cause like, I was like, that's what my first thought was. I yeah. was like, we don't have any reason to believe that's going to be the case. Bill Skarsgård well, is unhinged. Well, we do because again, at that point, the, the hotel had been uh, condemned. And so they're officially enemies of this assassin world. You see what I'm saying? So, like, the option is they run away. Maybe they get away for, I mean, how long before somebody comes after them? Or he takes the hit and he dies and they leave her alone. I I, I guess. You know what I mean? It's, like, very much honor bound. It's like, hey, if... Like one of us dies, but yes. like I don't know. To me, I was like, we have no promise that it's gonna happen. Yeah, it was it was definitely clunky, and it definitely it okay. definitely wasn't wasn't delivered well because I had to think about that for a while too. Um, but yes, I I'm gonna defend that scene and say that was its it was its function. Um, okay, I I think the scene that I didn't like honestly was the last scene. Um, I just thought it was stupid. Like which last scene are we talking about? The the so the last well the, the the last the last I guess two scenes the the scene the duel. Um, okay, I agree with the with the random henchman. I don't understand why he would let a blind man <laughs> in a duel with John Wick. <laughs> you don't like know. that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Why? Like I get it. He's a great assassin, but he also can't see. Um, so that's really weird. Um, you know, the whole thing when, you know, Hey, spoiler alert. I mean, if you're this far into it, spoiler, God bless you, but yeah, God bless. But yeah, spoiler alert. Um, the last scene, John Wick debates, uh, Bill Star stars guards character by faking 
shooting. But I, I when that happened, I'm like, he didn't shoot the bullet. Oh yeah, so, 100%. 100%. so I'm like, so I'm like, so then out of eagerness to be the person that takes down John Wick, he takes the gun to shoot John Wick, and John Wick is now able to shoot him because he's in quote unquote contest, and that's yeah. how John Wick kills him. I'm like, whoa, what? I was like, that's stupid. That that is stupid. It, it yeah, and like that's also the scene where it's like I I guess I could defend defend that because um Clancy Brown's character who has like yes. an amazing voice he What's he it? tells Bill Skarsgård earlier he's basically he's like yo like you are too full of yourself and it's yeah. gonna catch up to you yeah and like th- that that last scene was supposed to be the payoff oh, of Clancy it Clancy Brown yeah. And yeah I was like I was like all right I guess I was like super sloppy from not to have noticed that but I mean okay. Okay. technically they foreshadowed it where he was like sir like you need to calm down. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I just, I was just like, okay. Yeah. yeah. And also, also, I mean, he's not dead. You don't think so? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. What, what, what better way to be left alone than the whole world thinking you're dead? He's not dead. There's no way. That's true. Yeah. That's he's, true. He's not, because he knows if he, and did you, did you take my advice? Did you stay until the absolute last credit? I, I did. Okay. Perfect. I did. Perfect. Because I think that's what they're transitioning to a different series. Okay. Um, and, I, and I think uh, for those who may not have stayed to the absolute last credit, um, you know, uh, Donnie Yen killed, uh, Donnie Yen's character uh, kills um, uh, Shimazu, the, yes, the, yes. the uh, hotel manager. The hotel manager, yes, uh, Akira's father. And um, he basically tells her before she tries to fight him, he's like, hey, just let it go. And then he's like, you know, you'll find me. Whatever, and so at the end of the movie, the whole his whole motivation is that the 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 table is essentially holding his daughter hostage virtually by essentially saying like if you don't do what we say, your daughter dies. And so you know the, his, him and John Wick work together to get him absolved, just like John, so he no longer has to be part of the table. So at the end of the movie, at the very last credit, he is finally able to greet his daughter in safety. But we see Akira show up out of nowhere. And I feel like whatever movie they're making with those characters, that's going to be like the very first scene we see. Um, so, you know, it's supposed to show that like just because you're not being hunted doesn't mean someone isn't hunting you. And I think that's yeah. that's the difference. That's the difference between those two characters, that this is a lesson John Wick had to learn. That's a lesson he doesn't, uh, Donnie Yen's character doesn't know yet. You know what I mean? He doesn't know this. And so I feel like that's what that's supposed to show. That's why I don't think John Wick is truly dead, but it serves him a purpose to for everyone to think he is. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. And yeah, I guess like with that, it, it, it's a lesson Akira is going to have to learn that yes. John Wick broke the rules and that's why everything, you know, just went crazy. And like part, part of like the rules is like you, you keep killing people. Eventually someone's going to come kill you. Someone's going to come after you. Yeah. Like, revenge, so, it's a cycle. Revenge is a cycle, right? A hundred percent. And like, she's going to learn that she's going to go kill Donnie Yen and something, something's going to, I don't think, I don't think she's going to kill him. I, I, uh, okay. 10 for a half time. You guys know, oh, doing let's this. Go. Uh, I think what's going to happen is that they're going to fight. The daughter is going to see that and be totally freaked out and wanting nothing to do with him. Um, yeah, okay. and, I, and I think what's going to happen is they're going to, there's going to be a, uh, last of us Mandalorian dad surrogate child situation going on here where he, out of maybe obligation, because yeah. when you really think about it, it's not his fault. He killed a hundred percent. No, it's not yeah. his fault. Like I told you, 
if it wasn't he's following the rules, he's following the rules. And if it wasn't him, somebody else was going to do it. So yeah. it, it's it's something she can't see in that moment because okay. it's been one day since yeah. everything has happened. So she can't see this in the moment. But the reality is someone was going to kill him and it was only going to be a matter of time. Yeah. And he let him go. That's the other thing. He didn't want to do. He let him go. True. You know I mean? True. So, so it's it's True. something that she's going to have to process. And I think it's what's going to happen. I think why I I don't necessarily think she's, he's going to die is because number one, he's blind and older, right? But but two specifically, like she's inexperienced. I think that's what you were supposed to pick up from oh, yeah. their yeah. fight scene that she's not as experienced as the other ones because she's she's like what twenty twenty something or she's really yeah, young. She's, she's young. Yeah, she's super young. So. She's not as experienced. I think there's going to be like, all right, you know what? For whatever reason, I don't know what stupid reason they'll come up with, but he is either going to have to work with her or train her in some kind of way. And, and she's going to kill the table. Maybe. Well, that's that's what I think these greater movies it's, are it's going to, lead, yeah, up to yeah. lead up to. Because I think what they showed is that, and I think that's the one nice thing that this movie did before we jump into what we liked and final thoughts, is that I think this movie kind of, yeah, Clancy Brown's character, who I agree was great. I can't remember his character's name, though. I said Winston, but that's not the right name. Um, but his character basically insinuated that if John wins, you're going to make him a martyr. And that's going to make things much more difficult in the future. And I think what that means is the assassins are going to realize we are the actual arms and legs of the table. Why do we need the table? You know what I mean? And I think that's going to play into a lot of the plots going forward, that these people are just going to say, why do we need the table? to broker our own contracts. Like we could, we don't need them. You know, we could do it ourselves. So I think there's a lot more, you know, down okay. the pipeline. Yeah. Just to throw a wrench into that. What if she kills the daughter and then tells Johnny and to go live his life? Ooh, like she, like she told <laughs> That'd be cold blooded. That'd be cold blooded. But Hey, we'll, we'll see. Who knows? We'll find Who out. Knows? Yeah. Uh, um, favorite, yeah. What was your favorite scene? scene? What was your favorite scene? My favorite scene, hands down, was uh, the abandoned house in Paris. Okay, that was mine. That's why I asked you. <laughs> it's, it's this overhead, continuous shot of John Wick just tearing through people. And, I, and I, I'm not sure if it was shot in one take or if it was edited to look that way. Either way, I'm a huge fan of, of continuous shots and kind of unconventional um, like cinematography. Like This isn't a, normal, a, a scene you would normally see. No. And... The other thing I really liked was because it, it at least feels like one take, it, it it doesn't rely on like a lot of the movie magic you typically would see where like the camera is shaking, it's super zoomed in, everything's moving fast. Like the performers had to like really train and perform well to make this look good yeah. and, and it pays off. It's such a cool scene. I'm glad you said that. That was my favorite scene in the whole movie. It reminded me a lot of Hotline Miami for anyone who's ever played that game um, where it's it's top down and then you shoot, you know, you're shooting things. It was really cool. Really well shot scene. Um, you know, there's one thing you got to give these people credit for is action cinematography. Like that's their bread and butter. Okay. That's their bread and butter. Um, there may have been too much of it, yeah. but the ones that stuck out were really, truly amazing. And I thought that scene was by far the best scene in the whole film. The third act was great. It was just, Took a long time to get there. So. Yeah, get, get in there. <laughs> I felt like I was John Wick. Where I was like, "Yo, I'm tired." <laughs> Exhaustion. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, what are your final thoughts, Josh? Final thoughts. Um, you know, same thing as the other John John Wick movies. Like, 
a lot of cool action scenes. There's not much of a story, but like if you like an action movie, you're going to enjoy this. If you like the other John Wick movies, you're going to enjoy this. So go, go give it a watch um, and then put on your tinfoil hat and let us know if you agree with AJ and I about where things are going to go in the future for the John Wickverse. Yeah, I agree. I think this is a lot like in the in the vein of like how the Creed 3 is just like if you like Rocky movies, you'll like this. If you don't like Rocky movies, this probably won't sway you. Same thing. Uh, if you like the John Wick movies, you'll love this. If they were never your thing, then this is just going to probably bore you. Uh, <laughs> but they're yep. fun and they are uh, rewatchable, surprisingly. Um, maybe fast forward a little bit. But uh, rewatchable at the bare minimum because the fight scenes are a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, I mean, guys, you know, let us know. But, yeah, that's the end of our show. Okay. Well, that's the end of our show. Thank you guys for listening. If you like what you heard, let us know. You can follow us on any social media platform at the Bandwagon Fan Podcast. Uh, that's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and even YouTube. You can also find our podcast on anywhere you listen to podcasts, like Apple, uh, Stitcher, Google, anywhere where there's a podcast, you can find us. Thank you guys for listening. See you next time. The Bandwagon Fan Podcast is hosted by Josh Jimenez, Alex Mogosa, and me, AJ Soy. Our show is produced by Conte Smith and edited by your boy, AJ. Our social media is managed by Natalia Kokulia, and our theme song, Lush Waves, is provided to us by Taylor Lewin of Underscore Audio. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.